Hi everybody, this is Johnny Mays. Welcome to our podcast this morning, or this afternoon, or this evening, wherever you may be in the whole wide world. Uh, it's wonderful to have you joining us here. You know, I am truly blessed, Miss Judy and I, because we uh, attend a community of believers just a few, uh, less than a mile away from us. And it's a wonderful little church. And we have an amazing Sunday school class, an adult Sunday school class. And the teacher is more than qualified to lead us in God's Word. And yesterday we had a beautiful discussion concerning the first chapter of John and uh, the eternalness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I, I just, I just want to uh, read that again uh, from the New Living Translation or the King James Version, rather. Here's what it says, John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Then it says down in verse 14, And the Word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John chapter 1, uh, from the Gospel of John. What a powerful, powerful introduction that John gives the reader there in his Gospel. The reality that Jesus Christ is, in fact, the eternal God who came to the earth and made himself a man. Just think about that for just a moment. Uh, in the discussion yesterday, many things were said that amplified that great and powerful theological doctrine of the eternalness of Christ. We talked about the Trinity. We talked about the, the pre-creation existence of Christ, that he was not only uh, a person, as we like to say sometimes, the second person of the Godhead, but he assumed the role of creator. He created all things. And by him were all things created. And for him, the scripture says, all things were created. And he is before all things in that he has the preeminence. This is the scriptures from our Bibles that we have and we endear, that are endeared so much to us. The fact that Christ is the creator, that he's eternal, but also the fact that he is the evidence of a promise given way back in Genesis chapter 3 where, he, where God promises that the seed of the woman would uh, destroy, and I'm paraphrasing now, destroy the enemy of our souls. And we know that the writer of the Hebrews says he destroyed him that had the power of death, that is to say the devil. And when I say destroyed him, it doesn't mean that he took him away, annihilated him. And what it means is he took away his authority and power, his ability to do what he had done so readily over the many centuries. But that's not my discussion today. My discussion is the seed of the woman. Recently, I was studying about fractals. Fractals are a mathematical term, and it's 
is something that uh, I can't explain in just a few words, but it's about the replication of a design, the replication of something that doesn't broaden itself, it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. It keeps reproducing itself. And I learned something the other day that the eggs in a woman by which uh, sperm has sperm uh, fertilizes and a child is conceived, those eggs are given to her at her birth. She receives those eggs and she carries those eggs all of her life. Amen. Now watch this. This is something pretty powerful. When Jesus, when the Word of God talks about the seed of the woman, think about this, that housed within the womb or within the body of Eve were all the eggs uh, of that woman. And within the eggs, within that egg was a human being. Eve had sons and daughters. And those daughters carried those, carried eggs from generation to generation to generation to generation, right down to Mary. Mary, the virgin girl who would carry the person of Jesus Christ. There was an egg there that contained the life of Christ within her body. And when God the Holy Spirit fertilized that egg, gave that egg birth, think about this now, Gave that egg life, Jesus in the process of gestation was born of a woman. That's what the scripture says. And he was indeed a human being, a man. But contained within his body, the scripture also says that was the fullness of the Godhead body. Now, this is something that you're gonna have to think about, something you're gonna have to muse about (laughs) to get the fullness of this. But to think that the seed is an eternal seed before the foundation of the world, God created, uh, God would eventually create Adam and from Adam, Eve, and within Eve was the reproductive uh, eggs that would begin to supply generation after generation after generation uh, uh, with, with eggs to be fertilized and bring forth humanity. Powerful, powerful thought. I, it blows my mind to think about it. But my point is that in that, in that appointed time, the seed of a woman came to the earth in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Word was made flesh. The essence of God, the Logos, that's what that word in the Greek language uh, uh, is translated from Logos. The Logos, the essence, the mind, the being of God is made flesh and dwelt among us. No other religion, my friend, has this kind of sensational reality. Well, there are religions that have gods and there's religions that have many gods. But our Christianity is the only religion whose God was pre-existent to creation and whose God created all things and whose God became a man in the flesh. Imagine uh, God in the womb. Imagine God in the manger. Imagine God cradled in the flesh of a child, a baby, uh, to be nurtured and raised with parents like Mary and Joseph, whom we call the guardian of the Savior. It's just an astounding, amazing truth 
that just has to be mused and meditated upon to understand it. But here's my point. He came into the earth for one distinct purpose. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. And what was lost? Well, humanity was lost. We had been cut off from the fellowship of God because of our sins. Our sins separated us from God. And the sins brought upon us a curse called death. And not just physical death, but spiritual death in the sense that we are separated from God without the fellowship of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But Jesus came to reconcile us back to God. That word reconcile comes from a word, uh, Latin word actually, conciliare, to unite us again back to God. We've been united again back to the Father. In a, in a sense, if you can look at it this way, do you remember in the Garden of Eden when Adam was cast out and Eve was cast out of the garden? God put cherubims at the gate of the garden and, and, and guarded the gate so that nobody could return in. Well, Jesus has given us rite of passage under his blood in his passport that we can return boldly to the tree of life that's in the midst of that garden. And Christ himself is that tree of life. And we can eat the fruit thereof and enjoy the benefits of our immortality. Let me speak about immortality for just a moment. You and I have been to a funeral or a wake. We've seen the body lying there uh, stately in its casket. But we all will hear these words, well, they've gone to a better place. What are they saying there? They're saying that uh, that body there, though we recognize it to be the person that we once knew, well, that person that we once knew is not there anymore. He's not in that body. Well, where did he go? Well, to be absent of the body for a child of God is to be in the presence of the Lord. Think about that. So we, the person that we are today, we have been given a new life. So in a real sense, inside our physical body today, I say inside meaning trying to identify the separation, we have immortality in the physical body. That's a paradox. A mortal body is literally housing or treasuring a life which is immortal, and that's what you have. We have the immortal life of Jesus Christ housed within us. He is our life, and our life is hid in Him. That's what the scripture says. And I want you to try to put that in your mind and just muse and meditate it on today. And I'm going to come back uh, hopefully tomorrow and talk more about this subject of the immortal life of Christ, which is now ours, okay? Meanwhile, think about these things, read these chapters, read these verses, and I'll see you on Facebook or Messenger. God bless you, my dear friend, and have a great day.